Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and you're listening to episode 53 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. Today, I'm reconnecting with a familiar voice, Ravi Shankar Malavarapu, and I first met Ravi when he held the position of Chief Growth Officer at AirAsia. He was one of the first guests on our podcast back in 2020, and he was sharing insights about his efforts to transform AirAsia's digital marketing team into a modern growth marketing unit. We stayed in touch and talked during different times since, and in a way, Ravi is my let's say digital marketing soulmate. We share many interests in digital marketing, analytics, measuring of marketing investments, the potential of data science, also AI, and now the expansive capabilities of large language models like ChatGPT. Ravi's journey has been a captivating one, especially his recent transition to becoming a CMO at Carson. Our conversation went into the lessons he's learned, including what he had to do differently if he were to work for an airline again. I believe many of you will find his learnings and looking back on his airline days uh, very interesting. He also talked about going beyond digital marketing, expanding his role to CMO and doing global branding campaign, one with football legend Eric Antona, and the challenges of measuring the impact of marketing campaigns, branding campaigns. We talked about mixed marketing models and other tools that you can use to measure the effectiveness of marketing campaigns, something that I've been doing and digging deeper extensively lately. And for those curious about the intersection of AI and marketing, we also dive into the discussion about ChatGPT and other related topics toward the end. I think you'll find this episode both informative and engaging, and I really hope you'll enjoy it. We at Brandspace are a passionate and deeply experienced team. We break barriers and make it easy for airlines and other travel companies to create better digital experiences for travelers and staff. Check out Brandspace.com to learn more. Hi, Ravi, and welcome again to the Digging Trail podcast. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just looking back. I don't know, time flies. This is, I think, 52nd episode. And you are somewhere at the beginning of our uh, podcast. So I think it was July 2020. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I think <laughs> at that time you were trying to transform the digital marketing team at AirAsia into growth marketing team. And we talked a lot about that. But right. a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of things happened since. Yeah. So maybe just briefly, what have you been up to since our last podcast chat? Because we have been in touch in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's true. So it's it's quite an exciting journey, right? So uh, Asia and from Asia to Asia Super App, uh, from Asia Super App to Carsum, it's a it's a quite a quite a bit of a shift actually. So uh, just going back to uh, AirAsia to AirAsia Super App, it's, 
it's very different, right? So uh, I can't measure the load factors anymore or anything anymore. I, it's it's MAU, it's DAU, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's stickiness. And it's a quite a bit of a shift in terms of culture on how we think about it. Uh, it's a technology shift as well, you know, on how we build products. Uh, and, you know, during that pandemic period, it was just super, I was trying about 20 different businesses. Yeah. So uh, with 20 different businesses, you need a platform to kind of build and experiment, right? So experimenting products is one, experimenting businesses is one, right? So we need to <laughs> enough uh, to kind of match Tony's uh, vision, right? So, uh, and then along the way, uh, we, we had to balance between building the fundamentals for the future and also keeping agile to do all these experiments, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a journey. Uh, it's pretty good. And uh, after that, uh, I mean, along the way, built a lot of products in uh, the Super app and sort of my role completely changed to a very growth product specific domain. I was barely doing marketing. So I was mm-hmm. working with a lot of uh, product managers, developers, data scientists, and, you know, figuring things out. Uh, and then I wanted to kind of go back to India and then started doing some consulting and, uh, and somehow I kind of landed in uh, Karsum entirely <laughs> different business. Uh, I mean, I, I just learned how to drive a car basically. <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't, I never owned a car. Uh, so. And now you're selling them. <laughs> Yes, now I'm selling them, right? So <laughs> it's a it's a pretty different uh, business, pretty different people, different mm-hmm. landscape. Uh, so and different responsibilities mm-hmm. as well, right? So uh, more sort of expanded responsibilities, like uh, in a sort of a, a CGO, a CMO, and a CXO. And so yeah, we'll we'll certainly touch on that. But if I go back to what you said, so. You started like digital growth marketer on main Air Asia, where you sold flights, yeah, in inventory. And we were talking about challenges. You build a KPI framework, and then you moved to to the app, right? You moved to the app business, and now you're doing completely different business. If you look back, you know, because a lot of my audience or our audience are still airlines, let's say, digital marketing, trying to sell flights. Primarily and ancillaries. Yeah. What would you, if you would have to go back now to an airline, I would hire you as a CMO or chief digital officer. And let's say you do this traditional business. Yeah. If you look back, would you do what would you do differently, or what were the key learnings based on the experience that you have now? You know that you building a super ad, building digital products, and now even running a marketing for a completely different business. Yeah, that's a very good question. I, I think about it. Quite a lot, right? So, <laughs> so you want to come back <laughs> at some point? I, I miss I miss uh, aviation for sure. Yeah. Right? So I, I tell people that, right? So uh, it's a it's a very dynamic and happening uh, business, right? So, uh, but uh, what I would do differently is a uh, couple of things, and mostly on the technology side of things, basically, right? So uh, one, I would build a platform not a product i would say uh, it's a whether a, it's a airline website or an app build a platform that can 
you know add on anything on top of it right mm-hmm. so uh, every airline wants to sell hotels every airline wants to sell insurance every airline wants to sell ancillaries right and every airline wants to sell duty free so that that list is being uh, expanded right so as a result you have uh, a multiple frankenstein tech stack because you know everybody building one and then you know building but if i have the luxury to build from scratch i build a platform and then uh, you can add on anything on top of it right so uh, that would be the first one and the second one would be building a event driven architecture right so uh, and if you just go back to understanding the uh, consumer behavior right uh, that one thing that we should all get right is uh collecting the consumer behaviors accurately right? mm-hmm. so uh every web every app what we really care about is hey whether they finish the transaction or not right and you yeah. track those events right but uh, there are a lot of micro nano things that consumers do uh leading up to that decision right and that data is pretty important i think we talked about it pretty uh, last time the transactional data is what if you based on your conversion rate your conversion rate is 7% that's all you get yeah. right the behavioral data is not really uh captured or recognized well right and it is particularly hard to get that right not because of it's a technology constraint it's because the marketing teams who mostly care about it or the data teams who mostly care about it uh are not involved in that event collection process earlier mm-hmm. right okay. nobody in the when they are defining a product sprint say that hey i have to track this button click i have to track yeah. this that comes much later right yeah, yeah. uh so the more event driven architecture that you have uh, i think the more richer insights that you get and more things you can build and experiment faster Yeah, and it can allow you then to use yeah. these events with the platform, like you said, with the flexible platform, yeah. to then send proper messages, proper products, offers, things like that, right? Correct, correct. Okay, and as I said, our last chat where you were explaining, okay, how you, I think your team at AirAsia, how it was growing from eight people to fifty plus, transforming into these growth people, uh, growth marketing, and now what I see when what we talked about here at Carson. I think I think you are like building on this. So I think what I see or at least what I hear is like building this modern digital marketing environment which platform is one part but also organization. So yeah. if I understood you correctly you have like internal data science people dedicated to digital marketing so to you as a CMO you have internal development team you have your own uh performance marketing team that's doing automation so i think this environment along with the platform allows you to be much more agile marketer and it's like a what i would say a modern mix of digital product development so the tech side of the digital and then the digital marketing side is this the goal or is this how i understood uh, let's say your vision or organization correctly is this the next step yeah yeah so it it is pretty much 
I would say I have all the resources that I need, right? I just wish I had these resources in a business where there is a lot more frequency. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, not everyone. So you went from an airline to a business where it's even less frequency. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's mostly that I miss. But, uh, uh there are the the company is quite mature in terms of how, how they look at marketing mm-hmm. right so uh, they understand that marketing needs technology support they understand that you know marketing needs data support so it is structured in such a way that you know these people are dedicated to uh marketing function to help me with my needs and you know to move the business to the to the mm-hmm. next level right so uh it's it's sort of a uh a team that I would say is ideal, right? So mm-hmm. I, I can't ask for more. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with <laughs> what I have right now. Yeah, but I think it's like you said, I think and this is what I often see lacking. Either the resources are not there, like having these data science development resources yeah. as a part of digital marketing team or marketing team. Right. They're not there at all. Or I don't know, in for example, in airline world, they're in different, uh, let's say, silo in IT or in different department. And that's, there is a lot of bureaucracy when you want to build more agile processes. So I think this luxury or this uh, organization is great. Um, it, it's, term- still, it's still this, those people report to their respective heads, yeah. but, you know, but they still work with me very closely, right? So it's part of the organizational maturity and... Uh, yeah. And agility, yeah. Uh, you mentioned when we talked last time before this chat in the performance marketing, yeah, that you're doing some cool stuff with automation of creatives and then uh, automated ads. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I was really interested in that. Sure, yeah. Uh, I'll touch upon it. Uh, before that, I just explain very quickly how Carson works, right? Businesses, right? So yeah, 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 sure. And better. So uh, Carsum is a, a integrated used car ecosystem, right? So uh, the reason we call it ecosystem is because uh, we have a transactional business. We buy cars and we sell cars. Uh, it's uh, and we have a listing platform that we acquired uh, from a different brands. So it's like a classifieds and stuff. And we have a content business which also we acquired, right? So and then we have after sales. We have financing businesses and stuff mm-hmm. so it's 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 a pure ecosystem play right and that the amount of data that we have is very rich uh but the core business being transactional business right so uh and people often misunderstand when we say buying a car online is being oh i i bought it from a classified website no this is purely you can buy a car online and you get it delivered to your home like an e-commerce product mm-hmm. right and when you sell a car online meaning you come to our inspection center you go back with cash using an uber or, a, <laughs> or something. <laughs> so uh a transactional business it is uh but the interesting part here is when after we buy the cars uh we don't sell all the cars to the consumers right so we take some cars and we have a criteria of what a custom certified car is uh we refurbish them and we select the cars and we only refurbish cars that are flood free, fire free and uh, and no accident and stuff. Right. And after we refurbish, then we list the cars in our platform and are assigned to respective areas and the experience centers. So 
the challenge here is we can't really completely 100% control the inventory that we have, right? So uh, it might change month over month. Sometimes I might have uh, more Japanese cars. Sometimes I have a lot of luxury. Mm -hmm. And I can't keep, hey, this is my persona. I'm going after this kind of audience. Mm -hmm the luxury right it keeps changing uh, but one metric uh, that we focus on apart from the volume of sales is how fast we sell the cars mm -hmm. because it, it it also is a very good uh, uh, variable for margin because you know mm -hmm. the more we keep the cars it more depreciation we have it affects mm -hmm. the margin. so as a marketing team uh, while we are solving the volume game i also wanted to solve the go-to-market speed mm -hmm. uh, so uh, what we initially started doing is, okay, we built a, an API that pulls all the listings from the website. Obviously, we take a lot of pictures in our refurbishment centers before listing the car. So we take the pictures of it an API and we pass it to a, a certain tool that removes the background. And we build some internal templates uh, and all the uh, cars that are removed background are actually slapped into the templates. And from the website API, we actually pull in car, make, model, pricing, and everything mm -hmm. else into a feed. And we also have some variables that say, hey, these cars are ready for transaction. These cars are high for high in demand. These cars are low in demand. And historically, these cars took X number of days to actually uh, get sold. So based on that, all that information is passed into a feed. An ad is formed. And that API is connected to Facebook and Google. Mm -hmm. So, uh, based on the variables of, hey, this is a car that might take longer to sell. This is a car with, you might give you a high margin. Uh, and based on that variables, as soon as the car is listed in the platform, the ad is live in Google and Facebook and, and in sometimes TikTok without any performance marketer intervention in here. No, so that's automated. That's uh, very interesting and really like i said awesome setup at branch Boats, we are a passionate team with deep cross-functional experience in airline and travel tech travel retail and end-to-end -end customer experience we offer transform consulting services and triplake our best-in-class digital commerce platform with triplake we deploy the latest technology and retail thinking and make it easy for you to drive personalized end-to-end -end experiences for your customers and meet your revenue goals we are an IATA strategic partner for digital innovation to drive together the future of travel. We have been a long-term trusted partner for LH Group, IAG, AGN, TAP, Air Malta and more. Visit branchspace.com to learn how we turn the current challenges airlines are facing in the digital world into opportunities. In a way, it's similar to the challenge that the airline industry has. Uh, because there you also have like several variables and you would like a lot of times we would like to automate. So you have, I don't know, inventory like you have and you have the price, which is even more variable. Right? That's, so that's the tricky part. Right. And then you have some other variable like uh, promotion. Is it a special promotion? Is it special validity? But basically the setup, I think it's very similar, right? Or I, am I mistaken? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's very similar, actually. So the, actually the... The idea actually came from that, right? I was doing oh. a part of this uh, when I was in airline, but that time I was doing for search. But yeah. the, the variable there is, hey, do I need to 
uh, promote this route or I don't need to. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Where it was very simple. The load factor is high. Uh, I don't want to do it anymore. Right? Yeah. Load factor is low. Okay, turn on the ad. Yeah, yeah. and then pull the variables like price and uh, some right, other info. Right. Yeah. yeah no no that's but to build like you said to have this uh resources to build this setup in-house and to then to manage uh to, to be able to tweak it to fine-tune it and to measure it that's key and like you said i think for you being selling cars or for airlines go to market is crucial you don't want to have inventory in your hand and in airline world is the same any unused unsold inventory it's just a cost yeah so you want to move that inventory very fast correct correct yeah yeah okay one other thing that you mentioned already now you have an expanded role as a cmo so not only working let's say on classical growth on digital let's say digital advertising, but also on the branding part of the business. Yeah. And here you did like this huge campaign with Eric Cantona investing in branding. Yeah. Can you tell a little bit about this challenge, how it was for you uh, personally, new area, what did you learn, things like that? Yeah, so it's, it's, it was pretty, pretty exciting basically because uh, I come from... Uh, See, every CMO comes from a different set of backgrounds, right? Some are very good at creatives. Some are very good at buying offline. Some are very good at, you know, digital marketing. And, you know, I would consider myself coming from a very data product because I try to build marketing data products that cater to the business. So coming from this area, uh, having responsibility of building a brand where the the numbers are not so obvious mm -hmm. is pretty challenging intuitively, right? Okay, am I doing the right thing, right? Am I making the right choice? Uh, and when we decided to work with Tentuna, it actually, uh, we did a lot of celebrity fitment studies to see, uh, you know, if he's the right person, right? It, it's very counterintuitive for people to kind of uh, understand that because, hey, he's, he's not playing anymore. Not a lot of people know that. But if you look at it, uh, my criteria was, hey, uh, uh, is there someone that applies for all three markets that we operate in, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Thailand? Uh, is, do I really want to ta target very young people uh, who might not even, you know, buy cars even because, you know, even young people buy cars, if they're bought by their parents, right? So uh, that's that's number two. And then we have to look at the finance. Then it all... It all checked for me, right? Uh, but what's different for me was, you know, uh, uh, selecting the production house, working working with them on the script, uh, going to the shoots every day. And then I had this chance to work with Eric Cantona directly, right? So, uh, and the campaign was mostly ideated and created in-house except for the production, right? So uh, that was a pretty good experience and uh, pretty, a fast learning for me in this new space. Uh, it's like a crash course paid by someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I can, I'm glad that, you know, the campaign gave us a very good ROI with given the spends. It's one of the uh, uh, smallest brand campaigns that Kasim did with a huge impact, then with the biggest impact, yeah. I would say. Okay. Talking about the, the devil, about the ROI. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, in our chat about this low frequency, yeah? 
Yeah. So as I said, airlines have similar channels when we talk. For most travelers, especially leisure, even if you fly two, three times a year, which is a lot, I yeah. would say the, the the frequency is not huge. Yeah. So when we do digital campaigns, like you said, search campaigns, when we do campaigns yeah. where we target people with intent, we think that, okay, ROI is very easy to calculate. Yeah. But then when we do branding, yeah. So I will do branding now for a person who might fly, I don't know, in a year. Yeah. Will there really be an effect? And we are talking about this similar challenge here. Yeah. So how did you measure the ROI that you said so confidently it was uh, that big? Or what was the process behind that one? So it's actually very simple. Uh, I did not look at any tactic level or channel level split. Okay. I just looked at as a whole how much I spent and how much returns I've got. I've eliminated the the biasness of attribution in there. Okay. Right? Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, and also we looked at it at over a period of time uh, based on, okay, because the purchase decision is uh, much longer. Mm -hmm. Right, so we kind of correlated. We, we looked at the cohort of when the user came in and when he transacted. Right, okay. so and we have people coming in uh, uh, in January and buying in June. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we we kind of look at it that way, but we also look mm -hmm. at what what did I spend here? And by by came in, you mean visited the website? Yes, vis visited yeah. the website. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh. What we are talking, and this is also what we've been chatting a lot privately offline, is the challenge. And I think we had uh, both similar transition yeah. because I always treated myself more as a, this digital data-driven, digital product, analytics-driven uh, marketer. But lately, with all the challenges that our measurement has, like you mentioned, attribution and biasness, losing clicks, losing tracking, uh, all these walled gardens of Facebook and Google and all the other platforms, I think the traditional attribution has a lot of challenges, a digital attribution. So what I see a lot of marketers going back to the approach that you said, looking at top level spend investment in different channels and then the bottom line effect. And marketing mix modeling is one of the, let's say, one of the more advanced statistical exercises that can help us here and if i'm not mistaken your team is also evaluating uh, this kind of approach to evaluate the incremental growth of your campaigns right correct correct so uh basically i think as marketing world is coming back to a full circle right so exactly yeah <laughs> so smaller <laughs> was everything initially was around 1960s Right, so yes. fundamentals of four Ps, right? But uh, they're all coming back to it because of the complexity and uh, and the people going against the surveillance economy, right? So, uh, I mean, Apple responded to it. Hey, app tracking done, right? And then Google followed done. Okay, so with uh, marketers losing the visibility and, you know, getting, uh, you know, it's getting really hard to attribute uh, the effectiveness to a specific mm -hmm. channel. And adding up to that, 
a lot of new channels also came in, right? So for example, what if we run an ad in this podcast? Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how do we... Sa- sa- some companies do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, There's no clicks, right? Yeah, and it's the same with uh, TVs and videos and now TV world is merging. So you have like digital ads, digital inventory showing on these smart TVs, but there is no clicks yet to track. Exactly, exactly. So there's no clicks. Uh, A podcast is not the impression, it's just a listen, right? So so with with influencers coming in, with so many things coming in, so like how do you uh, measure the effectiveness? So uh, and the simple answer was going back and doing a marketing mix modeling, uh, but uh, a much more advanced one with a lot of more variables in there. Yeah. Right? So uh, we we looked at it, right? So we wanted to build one, but we don't want to go all in and you know spend a lot of resources doing that as well. Right? So we we are evaluating uh, quite a few models in there. Uh, uh, Google's lightweight MMM being one of it. Facebook Robins being one of it and uh, Uber's Orbit being one of it. Uh, there is no right or wrong, uh, but as long as you have the data right, you can run the multiple models. Mm. It's just a matter of computing resources, right? And also expertise, right? So uh, I mean, for Google and for Orbit, you need people who knows Python and for for, mm. uh, for Robin, you need people who knows R programming. Mm. So as long yeah, as you have the right, yeah, you can try yeah. one. I experimented with Robin in R, so, but I think for me, there are like few steps before you get there and I'm curious to see your uh, view. So I think even doing like more simple analysis in terms of correlations between different things in in, uh, understanding trends, even running some uh, simple regression models just to see, just to learn if there is an impact then. I think that's the first step before you get to this more complex mixed marketing model for because for let's say to be honest for a tool like Facebook's Robin you need a, like a data scientist to 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 run that tool it's not that simple yeah but uh, I like yeah your comment about full circle I think it's we are going back to I think digital attribution was a lot of time very tactical bottom up view yeah and right. advertisers were selling it as such, yeah. So, trying to prove their channels is the most efficient. And now, I think, what's this new approach, the full circle, like you said, it forces us, us as a marketers, to go back and look bottom down. Yeah? So, what strategically are the best channels? How? What is their impact on the bottom line? Not on just, let's say, a very small digital metric that might not necessarily provide value in the big game. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, I mean, you said it uh, very well, right? So uh, we often jump into solutions that looks complex and promises a lot, but have you spent doing basic data exploration, right? Have you spent time doing basic correlations, right? And then have you done any control exposing uh, incrementality tests, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, So uh, moving past that, uh then only you should really think about an mmm right so yeah. uh mmm is is a problem that looks uh you know it's like the ultimate solution yeah. but it's really hard to get it right and you can't really take decisions based on that or the outcome of that right so yeah you don't and it, it gets even more complex because 
the coefficients, the parameters are, are you know, very easy to tweak and you might get a completely different yeah. result. So taking decisions based on that is, I, I wouldn't do it at this point. I'll use it as a reference. Yeah. It's, uh, but like you said, you have to do the basics first. Yeah, but I think also, I mean, it helps like in your case or also in my case, if you have this data, let's say data driven, not even data science background as a marketer, because you're not scared of it. And then it's a learning process. So the more these exercises you do, the more, the more, the more you learn about your campaigns, about your go-to-market strategy and things like that. So I think it should be looked like a learning process and it's not like you, it will give you spit out one right answer, but it's the more you do, the more you learn. Also, what I think it's important, you need to be willing to experiment. Yeah. So it's, right. if you have the same campaign splits and channel splits for the last three years, I don't think it will return very good results. So, and this is typically, you know, what I see people have, we are very, let's say, uh, habit uh, have a strong habit so typically we have a template and say okay 20 percent goes there 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 and it's the same so i think you need to be able to to test okay before we end i want to touch with you one other very important topic sure. which both of us like data driven marketing mms and other things are all passionate about and this is this new generative ai yeah so i saw your special series on linkedin Generative <laughs> and I very entertaining. <laughs> so maybe explain to our audience uh, why we are laughing and uh, what was the thought process and the the why and the how there. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, so basically, everybody wanted to be a content creator, right? So I also <laughs> wanted to be a content creator, but it, it, it takes a lot of time and effort to. Uh, custom yourself in front of a camera and, you know, get it right and stuff, right? So then when I generated AI came about, I thought, hey, why can't I create, a, you know, a, a digital version of myself and then, you know, scale my, my knowledge, right? So then I started uh, figuring out the ideas. I cloned my voice uh, and I've uh, converted my images to videos and, you know, wrote some scripts and, and I put my learnings into a, a nicer script using, you know, other uh, GPTs out there. And then I did a video, right? And then, uh, and it was like, okay, now I have a formula. And then I generated uh, almost 10, 20 videos in, in a matter of an hour of me talking about multiple things. And now, uh, and then I thought I wanted to do something useful. so. I want to tell people how I use ChatGPT, uh, and there are a lot of things like temperature settings and code interpreter. Not a lot of people use, right? So I want to just put it out there and see how it works. So yeah, that's an experiment. It's a fun experiment. Uh, I hope people watch it. It's fun. <laughs> oh, it's it's very fun. I'm just worried if you use it uh, also for your employees. So next time they come to a meeting, they see your <laughs> your image and they just go through the same through the same answers. And that's a good idea. Maybe let's let's try that, right? So, yeah. but I also encourage my team to use it. Uh, I actually enable them. Uh, I done a social media post using AI. Mm. I wrote an article using AI. I wrote a press release using AI. I did a performance marketing analysis mm. using AI just to show them that hey you can do your job and you know you can be more productive and mm -hmm. i've actually uh, convinced the management to buy them the tools 
and pay for it, right? We pay for ChatGPT Plus, we pay for Midjourney, we pay for Runway, we buy some multiple uh, AI writing tools and enable them and empower them to kind of use it, right? So, okay. uh, and and I, I feel happy when people use it and, you know, uh, and, and, and they feel happy about doing something more productive, right? So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good, very good journey. And, uh, and, 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 and one thing I want to add is, this is the first time ever, maybe, uh, marketers uh, have a chance because we all work for algorithms, right? We work for search algorithm, we work mm. for Facebook algorithm. All we do, all the marketing stuff that we do is to try to win the algorithm, right? Now you have an algorithm that can help you <laughs> rank, <laughs> right? So it's a the, the, so the it's, empire strikes back. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. So tell me. Yeah. Okay. Big picture or not big picture? Let's say at the moment, when you look at your business or even think about the airline business, what is where you see the, let's say, the most, uh, let's say, low hanging fruit or common uh, use case to apply generative AI in, let's say, on digital business, e-commerce business? So uh, basically, I would, if you can mask and if users can't figure out that we're using AI, that's a big win. That's how uh, products are built, right? So it shouldn't be obvious that you're using AI, but it should intuitively help them. Uh, discovery uh, is a hard use case to solve, but uh, we are all moving from, uh, so we used to interact with code now we after that we interacted with moving icons now we are interacting with voice and chat right uh, consumers are changing right they want to mm -hmm. chat i want to ask hey i want to go from here to here that's it in a chat or in a voice text and you need to be able to give me the best output yeah. right you can solve the discovery uh using the generative ai for an e-commerce product or for a travel for anybody mm -hmm. that uh, uh, actually help the businesses uh, quite uh, quite a bit because you know you're helping the consumer to make the decisions faster. We have the support and customer experience; it's all there, right? We have chatbots mm -hmm. and stuff. That's pretty much easier to solve. But I would I'm still looking for uh, businesses that solve the discovery part of it quite intuitively. So you're you're telling me that airline search form for flights is going away after I don't know. 40 years of staying the same. Yeah, I, I would hope so, right? I, I don't want to search anymore. I just want to ask and talk. <laughs> no, no. It's a good point. It's a good point. Thanks, Ravi. This has been great. Thank so, you so much for having me again. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no. I think uh, very knowledgeable, a lot of things. And I encourage every, also my audience to follow you on LinkedIn. Not only the not only the ChatGPT created content, but I think your own content is uh, even better. So a lot of things to learn, and uh, I hope we do. Let's say the third version of this chat in uh, quicker than in another three years. So yes, looking forward to it. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. At BranchSpace, we are a passionate team with deep cross-functional experience in airline and travel tech, travel retail, and end-to-end -end customer experience. We offer Transform Consulting Services and Triplake, our best-in-class digital commerce platform. 
With Triplake, we deploy the latest technology and retail thinking and make it easy for you to drive personalized end-to-end -end experiences for your customers and meet your revenue goals. We are an IATA strategic partner for digital innovation to drive together the future of travel. We have been a long-term trusted partner for LH Group, IAG, AGN, TAB, Air Malta and more. Visit branchspace.com to learn how we turn the current challenges airlines are facing in the digital world into opportunities.